0: Here to Help is recorded before a live audience.
1: Ladies and gentlemen,
2: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. How are all you doing this evening? Excellent. I used the word evening twice. I hope you enjoyed that. Welcome to the Here to Help podcast. I am your host, Andy Rocco. Today's date is September 25th, 2011. We are recording in front of a live audience at the UCB Theater East, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, very exciting. The Beast. Uh, The show is a podcast where we... uh, try to like heal some wounds. We, uh, it's a panel of comedians and friends that will try to like give advice or at the very least relate with, to your problems with our own stories. And we have a very excellent show this evening. Uh, I, um, and we're also gonna try somebody, try to help somebody in the audience too. Uh, for anyone who wants, who seeks our advice, you get a free here to help t-shirt that I made with my father in our basement. So you get a real original t-shirt. It has the Here to the, the Help logo. Um, our website is up. Please check out uh, the other episode of Here to Help that's on <laughs> www.heretohelppodcast.com uh to without any further ado let's just introduce our first guest i'm very happy to have him he's very funny uh he used to write for Saturday Night Live and he hosts Whiplash at the UCB he's very funny ladies and gentlemen please give it up for mr leo allen hey,
1: hey, me... <laughs> hey leo I assume maybe you wanted me to sit the furthest one No, no, I. no. You okay. sit there. Sit there. Please. didn't want to be presumptuous. No, please. Uh, this, that is your spot for the whole show. Oh, great. And thank y- y- for f- you for providing microphone stands. Because a lot of times you do these, and there's just a mic you have to hold. Yeah. So already you're off to a great start. Thank Give it you. up for Andy, everybody. Yeah. Look right. at this guy. Yeah. Uh, I'm so happy you're here. You're one of my
2: favorite comedians. Oh, thank when you. When I started doing comedy, I you were... Uh, doing so well and i just now what happened what
1: <laughs> now what happened you're, you're still doing really well
2: you're one of uh I, I always looked up to you you're my you're like a hero of mine um oh, wow. so um so this show is you a you really do need help <laughs> uh oh yeah that's what i'm trying to avoid right now is to laughing into the mic because i got quite a cackle that's good no that's good but i cackle you don't want people to like listen and hear the laugh and be like oh i wish i could listen to the rest of this and you know anyway (laughs) uh so for the show i was i I was gonna see if we can help people i wanted to know like you you write a lot you've written for tv and Mm -hmm. stage and uh internet and
1: videos someday hopefully radio Really? Yeah, someday. Wh- uh, what,
2: vi- what radio show would you want to write for the most? Uh,
1: I'm a big fan of Jack Benny. <laughs>
2: Jack Benny <laughs> He's is. Very funny. I don't know how to tell you Leo that Jack Benny is not even on the radio. Anymore.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe some sort of like Rochester spinoff. <laughs> you play to mostly people 70 and over, right, Andy? Cause uh, I do look like I'm 70. You d- no. 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 You look, uh, all right. I look you look like a fantastic 50. <laughs>
2: <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs>
1: um, but I wanted to know what
2: what your writing process is like. I want to see if we can help people who are inspire, aspiring to write more. Mm-hmm. What it, what it, what is your writing process like? What do you what like what do you do? Like what is the f- like first step if you're saying writing for a show, a TV show? So.
1: Well, I would say that the good thing about writing for a place where you have to write is there's a deadline, so it's sort of a cheat. Because you have to write or you'll get fired, and right. most people will write when they're gonna get fired, <laughs> me included right, so it makes you have better uh productivity, although okay. you might wait till the last minute you still get it done so if you ha- if you didn't have a deadline or a th- uh, a gig to write
2: for, you would just would not write at all that think? makes it a lot harder, yeah, it does
1: make it harder so
2: like what about when you have like just what if you have just like a really good idea in your head that you want to
1: just get out and execute? Like, what do you? I've never had that happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, no, I, I think that some. T- I try to. I always vary. I try to vary it up. Like some days, I try to. I, or I go in streaks of like, okay, and I'm gonna write for an hour every day. Yeah, and I try like that. Oh, I'm gonna write three pages a day. Or whatever. Or I'll have certain things that I'm trying to get done. So I'll say, I'm going to get it done by this time. And then when I don't, I'll be furious. <laughs> and then I'll try to re-
2: re-situate myself. I heard that like Woody Allen writes supposedly like 10 pages a day. Like that's what he meant. Like every really? day. Yeah. I I think that's a al- that's a lot. And I feel like impossible to a certain degree. But he's Woody Allen, I guess. And you can just do well, whatever. Well, You
1: can write 10 pages, I guess. It doesn't mean it's good.
2: Yeah, that's true. Uh, n- evidence of a lot of his recent last, last well, movies.
1: Well, I feel like lately I've become a fan of quantity. Because then, <laughs> then you can just pare it down. Like I feel like on days where I write, say I actually do write, say five pages, and it's all terrible, mm-hmm. I feel a lot better than days when I don't do anything. Hmm. And it's like, in my mind, it could have been great. Well, I
2: remember... Well, no, there's a thing that George uh, Carlin said, like, when he writes, he kind of writes with no critic. And then, like, he may just write, like, real crap, but, like, he might have, like, half an idea that later could become something else.
1: Yes. Uh, Do you find that true? I I I find that that is... Or I try to make that be my (laughs) modus operandi. (laughs) Because I, I feel like... Because as long as you're doing, as long as I do something, I don't feel completely depressed. (laughs) As opposed to if I just think about doing something and, you know, you know how the day just goes by and then all of a sudden it's like 11 at night. Yeah. And you're sweating and you're (laughs) furious. (laughs) And you're like, what did I do? I just returned a phone call and I ate a bagel. (laughs) And now it's midnight. Yeah. What if my whole life feels like this? Yeah, I, I on my deathbed. That is
2: what uh, most of my panic attacks are based on. Yeah. I uh, you did a you did a I think it's a pretty daunting te- I as a stand-up comedian, you're an amazing stand-up comedian. As a stand-up comedian, I I'm just trying to master like a tight like a tight five right now. Still but, like, you did a whole, you did a special on uh, Comedy Central, right? I, I did a special. That was a while ago. But, uh, but like, that that seems like such a, that's, there is, like, I imagine that you use some of material you used before, but do you, like, but 30 minutes seems like a daunting task. Do you mind telling me about, like, what that was like to, come? like.
1: Well, that was the, really the first, I'd done a few TV things before, but that was the first long one I yeah, did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. I had enough stuff that I just, just, I just want to get rid of all this stuff. Right, retire I'm it. Sick of it. So that was sort of a, that's sort of a good deadline to have. Mm-hmm. Like I'll do this then, and really it's only 21 minutes because of the way TV. Oh Is yeah, that an right. actual half hour. So I right. actually ended up... They and en- you have to take
2: into account credits. Yes. Yeah. And, and the theme song. Yeah. So, so really, I it's think really it's like, I think like think it 15, is, right? I think it's
1: literally <laughs> 21 minutes of actual material. Yeah. Once you take away all that stuff. Right, right. So um, I think that's a good uh, deadline, too, because you're like, okay, this can just represent this time, and it helps you not be too precious about things. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I also ten- sometimes would think, like, you're like, oh, I want to get that... Five minutes down, mm-hmm. but then you just sort of overthink stuff into the point where you hate it <laughs> and yourself, <laughs> oh yeah, and everybody who's around you. you d- Did you ever have that moment? I had a moment where I have like one.
2: At one point, I had a, like a joke that was working really well, mm-hmm. and I just I did it a lot, and everyone hated it. And then there was a
1: point. <laughs> when I go Wait, but it. there was a time when you liked it and the audience liked yeah, it.
2: Yeah, but there w- the, I started to hate it.
1: Who hated it first? You or the audience?
2: I think I hated it
1: first. Okay, yeah, well, that and makes then sense. I you taught the audience <laughs> to hate it, too. <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, that was the funny thing because there would be times where like, I'd go on stage and my friends... Backstage, you would be like, "Oh man, you gotta do that bit again." I was like, "I hate doing that bit." And yeah, well, I that, think.
1: Did you ever have that kind of relationship? Oh yeah, I that, that happen all the time. Yeah. I, but th- I feel like then you gotta stop doing it, right? Or, or put it on TV. <laughs> put it onto the. Put it out into the yeah. steaming cesspool that <laughs> yeah. is t- television. I hope millions
2: of people hate this as much as I hate it now. Right. Or,
1: or you can try to remember one last time mm-hmm. why you loved it. And then give it to the audience with that final thing, and then you can just—it's like if you murder your wife w- oh, or okay. husband or husband ladies, <laughs> uh, and uh, you know you at the funeral you need to act mm-hmm. so you don't get arrested. Right. So you say all the nice because you there must have been something nice about them. You didn't marry them to murder them. <laughs> Twelve. Years. You're not a you're not an animal. You marry them because you love them. Then the love. Turned at a certain point, and uh, so you got to pull it off. Oh, oh! You, I don't know if you heard the tone or not. I did. I heard the, it.
2: The tone means that we have to move on to our next guest, the next par- person in our panel. That's and good. I'm very excited to have him. He's a friend Me of too. mine. <laughs> 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 he's a friend of mine. He uh, he's uh, a writer on the Daily Show with John Stewart. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, please give it up for the very wonderful Dan McCoy. Wow, <laughs> there are some hardcore Dan McCoy fans in the audience tonight,
0: <laughs> and I don't blame him, he's a very attractive fellow, isn't he, Leo? I mean, well, I mean that's my wife and friends, so <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> let's not, let's go, go over Your
2: fans love you so much, they married you, mm-hmm. and became friends with your wife. <laughs> if we can't have them, we might as well be as close to it as possible.
0: <laughs> uh, Dan, how are you doing today? I'm alright, is this, uh, is the mic okay? That's good. Alright, um... So I was so—I was literally so concerned with the mic stand, I did not hear anything that you said in the last five minutes. Oh really? So yeah. Oh
2: wow. Uh, well, Sorry. That's okay. This is a great. This is the great medium to not pay attention to mm-hmm. anything that's being said. Uh, so I—I I find kind of your your story kind of really inspiring and interesting. <laughs> uh, I, that, that, uh, I wanted you to tell us a little bit because you just you just that became such a horribly crippled man
1: to <laughs> <laughs> become a writer for the day. <laughs>
0: yeah,
2: yeah, I when I saw you, you were literally just you had no legs and you were on a <laughs> skateboard. Yep, before just a the deal. head on a skateboard. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, but can you tell us what like because I I felt like uh, you're a person that like I feel like is very talented and motivated and. Don't, <laughs> Dan McCoy just made a face when I said that
0: No I just I you know I was listening backstage and uh, I sympathize <laughs> with like a lot of what Leo said because I feel like I write a lot because I know in my heart that I'm lazy <laughs> so it's sort of a reaction to that like it's a reaction to uh, like just like the knowledge that if I don't do it it would be very easy to continue not doing it.
2: yeah well that you can
0: say that about pretty much anything really that's true. Uh, but would you mind just telling a little bit like what your life was like before the Daily? Well, the this is a, like it, it's either inspiring or in another way it's sort of uh, just depressing. Like, because there was. Uh, <laughs> we here, at, here to help, we welcome both. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I went directly from um, uh, uh, this is my first television writing job, and I went there from uh, working under uh, some stairs. Uh, in a converted supply closet that wasn't fully converted because there were still supplies (laughs) in there. There was still, that was still the room where the copier was. And I had maybe, I don't know, like two feet, uh, like the room itself was like uh, about two feet across where I would sit and I would make files all day uh, for an admissions office for a university. And that was my job for uh, several years just before getting this job. But, like, uh, the thing I find great is that you, like, like, I feel like a lot of people feel like when they get a job,
2: they've got to be like, oh, I can't do what I want, or I can't try for, like, I feel like people, I don't know, at least I, that's what I feel when I have a job. That's why, I, by the way, my, t- to my parents who might be listening, this is why I don't get a job, because I'll give up on my dream, I feel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not when it's a job that bad. That's, that's the secret. Really? Gotta get
1: yourself a terrible job.
0: I can't get a good
1: job though. I'm I feel like that was always my strategy was to have a terrible job. <laughs> yeah, like I would go and pray at lunch. I would pray, like please let me get out of this job. And if
0: you do a job long enough where you you don't develop any skills, any anything that would be able to like uh, sustain you through the rest of your life, like get a menial job and do it for long enough that one day you wake up and you're like. Okay, I'm 33, and this is my job, and I have nothing else that I can do. I have to keep doing this, because if I don't do this, I am going to die in
1: a ditch. (laughs) Yeah, there's no, like, playboy photographers who become stand-up comics. (laughs) That's true, yeah. Uh, I I, I had jobs. I
2: worked at Kinko's for years, and I used to, like before work or just like during breaks i would just want to go i went into the bathroom and i slept (laughs) like because i was just like i can't take being here i'm so bored (laughs) and uh i mean but it's just uh i feel like that's your case though you've i feel like you've accomplished a lot (laughs) and i feel like i feel like you're a great case of like what happens when you persevere or you just be like you know what this isn't what i'm going to be like I have bigger plans, and all I, got, I know if I work on what I like, I can get far. Mm-hmm. That's what I think.
0: Or I
1: could be giving people false hope. That's the <laughs> <same laughs> yeah. true. Dumb luck that happened to me. Right. If you've been struggling for years like Dan has, and you didn't <coughs> work out for real, you're a year of failure. Yeah. <laughs> just remember that. Um, Go back to
0: school.
2: I was wondering, uh, let's see, uh, like, what do you like? Can we just like I'm I'm kind of curious. I, I know you can only give like kind of broad strokes, but what is it like to work for the Daily Show with Jon Stewart, if you don't mind asking?
0: Um, it's great. Uh, broad <laughs> There's stroke. <laughs> <laughs> There's catered lunches, so seriously, uh, yeah, it's like the Google. You know I. I <laughs> I learned that I learned though from one of the, like the writer who's been there the longest. Like he's literally been there longer than John. He was there when Craig Kilborn was there. That the reason we have catered lunches is that's a union thing for the crew. Oh. The writers would always go down and steal the food, so eventually they were just forced to like get enough food for everyone. Oh wow! I didn't and know. now it's a perk. <laughs> nice. Uh, and that's it. Uh <laughs> I mean like I think you can imagine pretty much how it is. Like in the mornings we have a big meeting, we review a lot of the news of the it's day and then we get broken off and uh you know, we have to write very quickly mm. uh so that it can be revised throughout so the day.
2: So the exception of the writing, it's it kind of like a wedding. It's, it's great, good food. <laughs> and <then laughs> just you break off into pairs and then uh no. There's a lot
0: of dogs running around the office. There is?
2: Yeah. Right. Oh that's, that's nice. That's nice. I like hey, having dogs around anything is always just a joy, unless you're allergic, and I'm sorry. But like they're just a joy. There was a dog at the UCB, and I was just like, I can't believe there's a dog here <laughs> in such a <laughs> confined space. And now I feel good. It's, <laughs>
0: it's crazy that an animal would be in a place where you don't normally have an animal. Right. This is, this is wonderful. <laughs> yeah. But uh, you guys,
1: you guys have to write a lot though every day. Right? Yeah, every day, and you right?
2: have to. Do you like? I don't. I guess you don't comb. I keep on thinking of the Larry Sanders show where they're like combing through magazines and pure. I guess you you just do it all on the internet
0: or. Uh, a lot of it, and I mean, like the thing is, we have. Producers who take care of a lot of like the groundwork when okay. it comes to getting the news stuff and letting us just write, and also, um, you know, I uh, it gets rewritten heavily <laughs> throughout the day. So yeah. and it, when it's broken up that much, it's less of a like an onerous like uh, weight on us in terms of the amount of writing than you might think. Although, you know, sometimes stuff gets totally thrown out just because the news has gone by. <laughs>
2: Like the milk is expired and yeah, you just gotta like,
0: okay. Well, that's <laughs> no good anymore,
2: um. right? Um, so I, I I didn't get to this question for Leo. Oh, but we have to move on anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our next comedian coming to the stage. Uh, he's a very funny comedian about town. Very funny guy. I uh, just you're all gonna love him, ladies and gentlemen. Nick Vodderot.
3: So let's do this! Come on, I, I want to get that last question in. I don't <laughs> want to. Uh, I don't want
2: to be screwed and miss that last question. All right. Uh, so, Nick, you you recently uh, did a set on uh, Late Night with Jimmy Fallon. That's right. That's, that's sure. a great. It's a great like. Uh, that's a great moment in a stand up's uh, career. Is I've, to get I've always
3: wanted to be on Jimmy Fallon. Even when I was a kid, I, always, uh, <laughs> I dreamed of being on Jimmy Fallon. My mom's like, "Who is that?" I go, "Wait, just wait." And. Uh, um, but no, weird.
2: but to be on TV and do kind of the like the late night sh- talk show oh, set yeah. is like a pinnacle in like a stand up career. Oh, was yeah. It was what was that cool. like? I, mean, I would have been nerve wracked to no end.
3: It's weird. I think you play like mind games with yourself, you know, because you're like nervous, and then you're like, oh, it's just like another show. This is just a room. There's just people. <laughs> There's yeah. people. It's like you and me, and then you get out there and you're like, they're different than me, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just, I, it is a little nerve-wracking, and I, I think it, uh, it really was like that, once that you get that first laugh, then you're like, oh, well, at least I got one laugh, uh, if the rest goes to shit. And, uh, and then you're kind of just in your set, hopefully, uh, that's, that's a, uh, fortunately what happened. Uh, like I was nervous, and then I was like, all right, I kind of was like, all right, I just want to walk up and not trip on the way to the spot on stage. And uh, I didn't trip. And then uh, I got the first laugh, and then it it felt OK. Actually, the audience was so great, you're kind of like, Okay, I like this, you know. Yeah. And then it was really fun. It was really fun yeah. after that. I
2: think one of my failings as a stand-up is so whenever the audience is really on my side,
3: I'm like, what are they up to? <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> what, like <laughs> when a girl likes you and you're like, Why do you like me? Yeah. What's wrong with you? Do I
2: have fifty dollars <laughs> hanging out of my <laughs> pocket? <laughs> <laughs> I
3: don't know what's wrong. It's uh, usually fifty dollars hanging out of your
2: pocket. Yeah. Um It's the worst. Uh <laughs> but y- I uh one of my, my favorite things about you is just like it distingu- distinguishes you from a lot of uh, stand-ups. And imp- uh, you also do stand-up, improv, and sketch. Mm-hmm. But you just like you have such en- uh, like an energy or an aura that I just really like. What does you eat?
3: What do you eat that makes you so like uh, excitable? Like I don't only you know. meat, only meat. Uh, <laughs> no vegetables, no water. Just uh, I don't know. I, I drink a lot of coffee. Um, I don't know. I, I you know what's weird? I was, uh, I feel like. Uh, I feel like, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. And I feel like I've been <laughs> like that. Uh, what if I didn't know what you were talking about? I was like, what do you mean? I'm, I'm kind of docile, I feel. Um, I, I I feel like I've been like that my whole life. What's weird about it is it, like, you know, there's, like, goofing around with people. And especially in the comedy world, you, everyone you meet is so f- hilarious and fun, you, yeah. you know? And it kind of feeds upon itself. Uh, but th- I think the weird thing about it, though, is like, before I started doing comedy... You know, I, I'm always goofing around and stuff. And people are like, you know, you should you should do stand-up. You should do comedy. It's like, oh, mm. I don't know. I don't know why I could do that. You know? <laughs> right, right. And, and then I start doing comedy. And then I, I behave the same way I've always behaved. And people are like, hey, uh, you mind clocking out for a second? You <laughs> mind? Just, uh, I don't Tone it like, back. Yeah, exactly. That. And I'm just <laughs> okay. like, I was... This is why you told you people told me to do comedy, well, and now you want me to stop being like this. And I don't know.
2: Well, I mean, I, I've I've uh, having coached improv groups on occasion. There is always like one guy that's just like full of energy, mm-hmm. and it's just like it's there's times f- where I'm like, uh, please stop. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, your, your energy. Sure. Cause, no, because like w- I think the thing that works is like some comedians can't harness their energy the right way, and it gets in their own way almost versus, like, trying to help them. Oh, yeah. yeah but you just, like, no you, <laughs> yeah. no, <it's> just, <laughs> no, you just see, like, some comedians, and they're just so excitable, and you're just like, please, I, I don't even understand what you're saying, and please <sighs> calm down, and, uh, you know, but it's, like, the people who know how to use their energy, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, know when certain moments need
3: gravitases are great, and that's you. We, we used to tea. play a game. It's called... Uh, <laughs> This is really weird, but it's called a uh, improv group goes out for beers after first class, okay. and because uh, <laughs> every time, every time I had a class in Chicago, like you'd go out with the class, and nobody really knows each other, no one's, and everyone just feels like they're like doing bits with the salt shaker and stuff, <laughs> and it's just everybody feels compelled to be on, and you're like. Oh god, is it is this what this is? Is this just nothing but bits constantly? You know uh, you what know the irony is like
2: I would I am totally like that around like new people I take improv class with. I'd be like really excitable and want to be funny. And these are people I don't know. And at the same token, I'm a way that I'm away I am that way around like people who are famous and funny. I think like, I'm like I, w- I want to be funny in front of them. Oh I, sure. want, I really want them to like me. And it's weird that like you had the same attitude towards somebody who was just starting out <laughs> and also <laughs> is at the top of their game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um,
3: I I think the more I drink, the more <laughs> I start I start just chilling out. You know, like, yeah. I think I, I maybe mean, I'm just drunk all the time and
1: I have like reversed alcohol syndrome or something like that. Is that a thing? <laughs> That's like people are like, I d- always I drive better when I'm high. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh,
2: <laughs> the, and when people said when my my, own, my brother used to say he can drive he it wasn't that he said he drove by <laughs> drove better when he was high. He said, I drive fine when I'm high. Like he, <laughs> like he can legitimately pass for fine driving.
3: <laughs> uh, I drove I drove high one one time I drove high and uh and I it was I will admit, very fun. Uh it felt like a video game. <laughs> oh and I was God. like I go, you know what though, if I if I crash, my car's not just gonna go up and over and back onto the <laughs> track like in pole position. Um. It, so don't don't drive
1: high. But if you do, enjoy it. It's, fine. it's <laughs> enjoy fun. Enjoy it. if you're driving when you're high and listening to this right now. Don't ever do it again. But enjoy it, <laughs> <laughs> knowing in your heart I'm not gonna ever do this again. I know it's wrong, but I'm just gonna. It's just so cool with the wind and the moon <laughs> and this girl. I love this girl. I love her. Take deep, deep
2: breaths if you're driving well high right now. Everything's all right. That's not that cop's not following you. <laughs> um,
3: Did you guys ever do that when you're if your buddy was like a little high driving and sitting in the back? Would you ever do the the, the police siren with a whistle? You in the bengo? <laughs> <laughs>
1: and, <you> <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, man, there's the
3: cops, and you're like, yeah, he's, his lights are off. Why is he driving with his lights off? Oh jeez.
2: <laughs> I uh, uh well, oh, I'm gonna get to your question. And oh, okay, okay, right. let's hear it. Let's I'm hear it. Excited. This is the question. <laughs> I, <yeah. laughs> uh, what have you done recently to help someone? Um, this is a
3: true story. Oh yeah. <laughs> I uh oh um, I, I my roommate was choking on a hot dog, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and
3: I gave him the Heimlich. Really? Yeah, this is very true. And what's weird is that I had seen an American Dad episode the day before, where he choked on a—I think it was a hot dog too—and the neighbor kid went and just kicked him into the in his stomach as hard as he could, and the hot dog popped out. And for a second, because here's what happened: I was in my kitchen, (laughs) I was talking to my roommate who's a comic, and all of a sudden I was like, "Yeah, anyway, That was fuck. That audience was stupid or some whatever, you know." And then he—I look over, and he was doing this. He was going. I turn around. This is what I see.
2: Nick Voderat is making a choking face <laughs> for the podcast listening audience.
3: Red, red, just, head was just bright red, and I was like, he's doing a bit, this is
0: a bit, right? And oh. then he was just like,
3: oh, and I was like, his face got a little cerebral palsy, like terrible palsy right on the side down here. And you're
0: like, he's doing a really good bit. <laughs> yeah. went and got my
3: camcorder, streamed it live on YouTube. This guy uh, is so, so committing, he should take improv classes. Was, yeah, I was like, this is great, okay, now do me. Now, uh... <laughs> But then, and then he he got kind of purple. I was like, "Oh, I think he's choking." Oh, this is like a thing. This is like a thing, and I was super high. No, I, uh, but I went over, and at first I was like, "Do I kick him in the stomach?" Like, no, I'll. and then you like do the Heimlich, and you're like, "I remember, I, I, I learned the Heimlich in in I I was uh, not a, no no. no. Guess we, <laughs> we don't find that. We'll never know. <laughs>
1: did you did you know that you knew the Heimlich, or did you just like slap, snap into it? I.
3: I went over to him, and I had learned the Heimlich, but it was, like, in high school. It's been, like, 15 sure. years, you know, and I was just, like, and I went behind him, and I I was just, like, I remember going, you go in and up, and I did that, and I, I was sitting there, because you're going, oh, he might die, and then what do I do? And I'm, like, I, I didn't do it right, you know? Like, yeah. Uh, but it just went, boom, like, through, and uh, he's a little, you know, he's got a little, you know, not, not he's got a little. Got a little, little belly. A little tubby tub, and, uh. So I was just like, ah, ah. And then it, it, like the third one, I was like, <laughs> just like, come on, mama. You know, just like, it was like, ah. And in the movies, it went, whoo, and it shot across the, the room.
1: <laughs> and uh, I, I hope you really did yell, come on, mama. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
2: Um, so we got to move on to our first segment of the show. Um, this is the part of the show of the Here to Help podcast that I, I'd like to turn the advice inward, uh, As anyone who knows me, I am a litany of problems at all times. (laughs) So what I do is I ask the panel to help me with something just to kind of get the juices going on helping. And like I figure if you try to help me, you can like someone in the audience who wants to need help might step forward. Okay? Uh, So so I was talking with some guys and uh, we're kind of doing like one of those kind of bro talks where we're talking about women and sex and such. And I, I never really got a consensus, but a lot of the guys in the group, at least three guys in the group, were all agreeing that you should not masturbate while dating, like, <laughs> on your own. And, like, <laughs> uh, now masturbating is something that I, I've done for so long, and I feel like it's hard for me to, like, stop. I cannot, like, I feel, I feel kind of selfish, and I do realize that during my sex with my girlfriend, that <laughs> I feel like... During sex. my <laughs> sex. And my girlfriend's there, too. Yeah.
3: Uh, do you want to come to my sex tonight? I think that... Uh, <laughs> we'll be doing it either way. During sex. <laughs> oh, God, she's going to kill you me. you just solved your own problem.
2: <laughs> uh, I do have a hard time, like... I have a hard time coming, because it just takes longer, because I'm usually masturbated earlier that day, or I'm just masturbating a lot, or I'm just used to how I do it or the, so I was just wondering, do you feel like there's, uh, do you feel like there's like, do you feel like there's such thing as like masturbate, you sh- should you masturbate in a relationship if you are in a relationship or like? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna
0: split the difference here. I'm gonna say one, with full confidence that these gentlemen were lying to you <laughs> about not masturbating while dating. But two, you
1: probably are masturbating too much. <laughs> yes you did bring it up to a panel of three relative strangers (laughs) so that's probably a slight indication I think if you're asking yourself if you're masturbating too much you probably are (laughs) like do you have a special computer that's only for masturbation
2: uh, <laughs> I, I use I definitely on one of my laptops I only use one browser for pornography and the other one I use for works related things because <laughs> uh, I'm tired of every time when I type in something that has like a slight porn title sure. they're always like did you mean pornorama.com
1: yes. and
2: I'm like no I want pogo sticks you know <laughs> dot
3: .com <or> right. <laughs> <laughs> for a I bit. have the reverse problem every time I <laughs> 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 pogo stick sites keep coming up um, um the, Nick, do you have, uh, did you have anything to weigh in on in this? Now, uh, wait, is this real advice? Do you want real <laughs>
2: advice? Yeah, yeah. It, I, every uh, show, I hope to try to be honest and try to like, m- make
3: it personal, and I was just curious what, uh, what you had to I say. Think, about. I think it depends on your situation. I think if you're a guy who's just got a uh, quick trigger, uh, you want to do it more. Uh, right. If uh, you can only use the excuse, oh, baby, you're just so hot. <laughs> uh, when you when sex is over in a minute. Um, yeah, I don't. <laughs> I I just uh, I
2: just feel like it's hard to like. I feel like I can't stop also because I just don't know when she's gonna want to have sex. I feel like how am I? Well, like I think
0: you should love yourself more. Not <laughs> not not by loving yourself more, but by making when you love yourself more special. Like right. if it just becomes a mechanical rote thing, <laughs> then that—that that, I mean, like you're—you're yeah. you're ma- like you know, make it nice when you're gonna. <laughs> I like that you said yeah. that like
2: an old Italian yeah. grandma. Yeah. Make it nice. Yeah, make
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, are you when you are masturbating? Are you doing it because you want to, or are you doing it because you don't want to like? turn some emails that are annoying, because that's like an insult to yourself. Well, no,
2: I do. I, I like to do it before I go to bed. To just I like to do it in the morning, and I also like if I feel ex- <laughs> when I tweet, when, when I do feel a tweet, when I feel right, I feel every time I go to the bathroom <laughs>
1: during the sh- showering, of course, uh, 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 pre and post showering. Taxi rides get long. I, I mean,
2: I like. <laughs> I like to do it when, like, I also like if I feel anxious. It does help really...
3: like, I get,
2: I have a lot of. You're probably
0: feeling anxious because you're masturbating in front of people.
3: Yeah. (laughs) In fact, what's going on right now? Are you? (laughs) That leg is kind of twitching down there. I,
2: (laughs) I am very, I'm a very anxious filled person, and I have. Uh, jittery legs, wow. and uh, <laughs> but I'm I feel I feel comfortable now that you pointed it out because I feel like this is going well and I don't have to have anything to worry about. <laughs> this is going. Everyone, are
3: you to. at the point where you got
1: to look at kind of weird
3: stuff to get it going?
1: No, like, no. Can you still get aroused from you know? No, yes, you're, absolutely. You're, uh, yeah, from my significant other. Yes, I totally. Can. Okay, I, well then you're fine. Why I would d- say? Why would anybody tell you never to masturbate?
2: I don't know. I just uh, I feel like there is a thing where it's just like I guess it means more in everything. I just like it. You, you're also like I don't know how. Like I'm not gonna lie. I don't. I'm not gonna pretend to be a doctor. But if anyone <laughs> wants to write, actually, I'd like you do. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone wants to write to us and explain how. Uh, oh well, we have to move anyway. But uh, if anyone wants to explain how semen works, I don't know how. <laughs>
0: This is a, this is a longer conversation. I, I just well, <laughs> when a man loves a woman.
2: <laughs> but I, I don't know how the backed up s- how s- backed up you get, and if you don't release it, well, it
1: like starts how bad coming it out it your nose if you don't get rid of it. Exactly. Yeah. You think you have allergies. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: you mean, it does increase <laughs> prostate health. I underst- as I understand it. If you, but uh, I don't. Th- I don't think. Yeah, it doesn't go someplace else if you don't use it up.
1: Right? What? Are you from the Middle Ages? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, it's, a, it's the fifth humor. I, I'm going to.
2: I'm all. I'm going to admit that I'm also fifth humor. just trying to engage in dialogue about things. That's all. I'm playing a little dumb.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, don't let them behind the
2: curtain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well played. I'm not that. All right. Uh, so we're moving on to the next segment in the show. Um, <laughs> wow, we started with masturbation. I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a little more tamer. Uh, I think... Anyway, so uh, the, new, the next segment in the show is called... Uh, we are going to read questions from advice columns. And our panel is going to answer it. Uh, these are questions I just got offline of just advice column questions. I'm going to read the question and see how you guys weigh in. Is that all right? Sounds great. Awesome. All right. So, bing. (laughs) 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 That bing is here to help me keep on track. And uh, in case everyone wants to know, from the previous podcast, I have a ruler so I can read all the paper that I have on my desk line by line so I don't miss anything, however I have trouble reading, so... Thank you for explaining that visual element. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Well, no, it's just the last podcast. Everyone made a big deal that I had a ruler on stage. Uh, Dear Here to Help, my husband and I have been married for two and a half years, and ever since we came home from the honeymoon, we had an ongoing argument. When no one is home, I like to bathe with the door open because I can always listen to the television while I'm in the tub. (laughs) My husband constantly complains that his married kids might walk into the house and catch me bathing. I feel since they don't live here, they shouldn't walk in. And if they do, it's their problem, and it probably won't happen again. Please help me settle this. (laughs) Bubbles in Idaho. Uh,
3: My initial... (laughs) And she thought, uh, <laughs> I just love that the kids are married as a factor. I mean, they, they're married. These children are married, okay? They don't need to be seeing you naked. I mean, they were saying, <laughs> oh, you know, maybe they can take a peek, but they are married. I don't want them seeing their mother-in-law or whatever. I mean,
2: the funny thing is that if the kids are married, that has to imply that the, the roughly you would have to say that the the couple that got married, has to be like at least fifty years old, and I don't know how many. Oh, people... These, want are these, these are child brides we're talking about. Maybe we don't know, <laughs> but they, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, what do you? How do you feel about this? I mean, like it is—it is her
0: house, though. She should be allowed to do whatever she wants. Well, she has a point that we don't live in a sitcom <laughs> where <laughs> yeah. grown adult children just drop by the house yeah. and walk right in. I mean, if that is happening, then that's the problem.
1: <laughs> I. Also, if they hear the TV on, they should know that she's probably in the bath.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I would also say if she maybe get a bubble bath that would cover up all her unmentionables. (laughs) Just like get enough suds in that bath.
0: I think your Uh, discomfort with ladies' uh, parts uh, (laughs) speaks to another problem with you. Unmentionables, Andy. I don't. I, I. I like using antiquated phrases that yeah. no one uses anymore. I call them m-
2: mentionables.
0: <laughs> 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 you enjoy mentioning
2: them well, as I frequently feel, as you can. If I didn't know
1: any better, I would say we solved that problem. Yeah. <laughs> Done. <laughs> um, I, was to- I was totally on board with that lady, but I got a little thrown off by when she signed off bubbles in <laughs> Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> bubbles in Idaho. <laughs> 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 she spent like four hours thinking of that sign off. Yeah. Uh
2: so here's our next one. Dear, here to help. I am 12 and in the seventh grade. I have the highest GPA of my six close friends. Sometimes they call me Freaky Genius Girl. When I make jokes, mm-hmm. none of my friends <laughs> comprehend what I'm saying. Right now, I'm tutoring three of them and often get calls from the others asking me how to do the homework. I like my friends, but I wish I had someone other than my mother to have an intelligent <laughs> conversation with. Should I find new pals or tone down my abilities when I'm with them? Too smart for friends.
0: <laughs> I I don't I don't think this girl needs help. I think she's already gotten what she wanted out of this situation, <laughs> which to brag about <laughs> <laughs> her genius IQ. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, like, do you ever
2: feel like you have to tone it down around certain people? I mean, that's kind of an uncomfortable thing to have, like, like, there's got to be people in your life that you gotta be like, I gotta, I can't be as smart as I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> 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 uh, really?
1: No yeah,
3: babies. When I hang out with babies, I tone it down. There, you
2: know. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'm not. I'm gonna be t- go out on a limb on certain things, but there's like some people I know that my parents, like my parents' friends, or like just people from my my town that like. That I know I can't relate to them like on certain things like, and I feel like should I tone down like, like what? <laughs> like,
1: like give us an example. What town uh, are you from?
2: Uh, <laughs> come on, Rocco. Uh, uh, I was. I don't, I'm just trying to be devil's advocate
3: more. Than I better <laughs> not
1: talk about masturbation around these guys. <laughs> That's
3: too <Yeah>. high-brow <laughs> for my
1: friends. These uh, these people, <laughs> they won't understand it. <laughs> If I use the word vast deference <laughs> <laughs> in my masturbation discussion.
3: When I
0: release an omission, I... Uh... Talk about my refractory period.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. Um, what's uh,
1: this the, the answer to, in summary, that 12-year-old, she's, she's stupid.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Leo Allen, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, next Advice column question, uh, dear, here to help. My husband and I went to a funeral to pay our respects to our neighbor and his family for the loss of his father. I met the parents on a few prior occasions my husband had not. As I was expressing my sympathy in talking with the widow about her husband and their life together, she got a little teary-eyed, so I continued to stand with her and hold her hand and speak with her. The incident lasted about two or three minutes. My husband feels that I should only express my condolences <laughs> and quickly moved on. I'm mortified I, that I may have done something inappropriate that caused this woman pain. What should I have done, wandering in Pennsylvania?
0: Now is the husband like a character and like a <laughs> John Cheever sort of <laughs> uh, like, is this like a waspy? I don't like, like the what, this sounds like a monster. Like you should not have comforted <laughs> <to> that lady. <laughs> Like we do not show our emotions.
2: I I find funerals barbaric in general because it's just like making everybody just feel a million times worse and taking out. Like I I I'm a very, I'm also very against cemeteries too. So <laughs> especially I, pet cemeteries. <laughs> yes, especially <laughs> pet cemeteries. Bro,
1: you got to go to a good funeral. <laughs> First of all, there should have been drinks at that funeral, and then her husband would have shut up. <laughs> Like, that's cr- like, how can you even write that letter? Like, I, there was a sad woman, and I talked to her, and my husband was mad. Am I wrong? <laughs> like, yeah, that's the biggest y- issue in our life. Yeah, lady, you're wrong. <laughs> Don't be nice to sad old people. <laughs> Listen to your husband, and live out the final 50 <laughs> loveless years of your life.
2: Alright, well we feel like that got oh we have to move that's that's Aww. the it of uh
1: You know, Andy, you could get a clock. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I, I, I feel yeah. I've like seen T V <laughs> like okay. and I've I, I saw, I've seen Fallon. There's not like a ding like yeah. And <laughs> you know, whatever.
2: I, I I love this system. I think this system works. Uh, and it's fun.
3: It's uh, the ding in in itself is kind of funny. Until that becomes a popular cell phone ring
1: and
2: yeah, uh, right. the whole show. just, uh, just off. <laughs> <laughs> bing, bing, bing. So um, we can we might read another one just in case there's nobody in the audience that's feeling brave to tell us ask for advice. But uh, is we, there an, yeah is more this? death questions? <laughs> 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 uh, but. Uh, is there anything in the audience there's anybody in the audience right now that wants to talk to us uh, ask the panel a question or do you have a story that has no resolve or do you like do you who needs a sympathetic ear you get a free ear to help t-shirt uh, but does, it, uh, does there, uh, Can we turn the house lights on? Does anyone have a question in the and audience? No joke questions, uh, right. right? No joke. Que- no no joke. No, yeah, it's a legit. If you need advice on something, we are more than happy to help you on this. If not, we can just go to we're another advice come <laughs> question. We're clearly uh, qualified, wait. as we've proven. Uh, was there somebody? <laughs> where? Is there Anybody? No. Okay, it's fine. It's perfectly okay. Uh, we had one last time, but that's What if right. they
3: sh- shot from the dark? Uh, an anom- <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll close our eyes. The,
2: the microphones aren't that strong that I could just hear someone yell oh. that loudly, but uh, we'll just do uh, we'll just do another one, uh, and then uh, we'll wrap up the show. You're
0: making a mockery of the ding, Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Dan McCoy, you are going to be the death of me. Um,
2: <laughs>
1: no, seriously, <laughs> I told him I was going to kill him. <laughs> Do you, during your podcast, encourage people the next week to come with questions? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I,
2: I, mean, I encourage everybody to come with questions. But like for now, I mean, this, I this think it'll it'll happen. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah I'm hoping so. Uh, there's also if you email us at here to help podcast at gmail.com. You can email it there and we'll read it right here and we'll try to help you out with a brand new panel of comedians and whatnot. But let's just do one more and then we'll do wrap it up. Is that all right, guys? Are you excited?
1: That's I'm into great.
2: it. All right, let's do one last one. <sighs> Dear here to help, I know a very nice family from another country whose little girl would be adorable except for one thing. Facial hair. <laughs> The child has a dark unibar and a thick mustache. She's hairier than most men I know. I would like to recommend a cosmetologist to them, but I know that other cultures have different views on facial hair. My husband says I should mind my own business. What do you think? How old's the girl? Uh, yeah. Illinois neighbor. <laughs>
3: So uh, that's about eight.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's a for Andy. a moment you
0: accepted it as if it was an answer <laughs> yeah.
2: for
1: everyone. Uh, and cool. he has a weird way to measure time. <laughs> uh, S- it's all state and then a noun. <laughs> <laughs> that means sixteen. <laughs> um, but. Well I mean I I mean
2: again I think <laughs> maybe we had to side with the husband which is that she should mind her own business like uh, this is something that he you can't just tell somebody that their children Yeah
0: I, mean, I think when it comes to interfering with someone else's life and when that in- interference comes in the form of an insult <laughs> you should probably not do it
3: yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I would say that. Isn't that what
1: other kids are for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, is she homeschooled? <laughs> How does she not know?
3: <laughs> she will find out every day. That kid looks
2: her. like she has two mustaches, yeah. one above her eyes and one on her lip. <laughs> Handlebar eyebrows over there. <laughs> uh, well, um, well, I think we're going to get to our outro now. Na- our poof. Our, 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 Sorry. We're going to get to our outro now. Uh, I would like to for us to join us next week, where our panel will include Will Hines, Shannon O'Neill, and the wonderful James Adomian. Ooh, yeah. That's a good oh. one. Uh, before mm. we go, mm. I was wondering, uh, <laughs> we'll start with Nick Vauderot. Uh Do you have anything you would like to plug? Some kind of upcoming show? That we're going to oh, try to. This, would, yeah. this will be uh, going up next uh, week, I think.
3: Uh, next week yeah so uh do you have a uh, weekly thing next week uh you you just missed clusterfuck (laughs) uh, (laughs) show that would happen a couple nights before Mm -hmm. um oh i do it the first monday of the month at the creek in the cave clusterfuck improv and stand-up mixed up and that's the show awesome what time is that uh nine o'clock all right and
2: it's free to get in free to get in wonderful wonderful uh dan mccoy uh would you like to
0: plug something i guess uh I hope you're going to plug the Flophouse. I, that's exactly what I was going to plug. <laughs> I have my own podcast, The Flop Flophouse, uh, at the Flophouse, wait, at just flophousepodcast.com. And it's me and fellow Daily Show writer Elliot Kalin and possessor of awesome mustaches, Stuart Wellington, uh, talking about bad movies. And uh, it's enjoyable. It is very <laughs> enjoyable, big fan. Uh, I'm happy to have you, and uh, thank you, Dan. And Leo, do you have
2: anything you would care to throw out uh, for people to come see?
1: Um, Whiplash is every Monday night, mm-hmm. 11. They're very it's funny. at the other UCB theater. A lot of it's awesome... A, it's fun, it's free, mm-hmm. it's late at night. A lot of great names. Got a lot big, of big names, mm-hmm. biggest names in the business. Right. <laughs> <laughs> names that are just long, <laughs> really. <But laughs> yeah. Moms Mabley, <from> uh, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Jack Benny, Jack uh, Benny, uh, what's the guy? Oh, Senor <laughs> Wences, Senor <laughs> Wences, uh, all the greats. Yeah, and uh, John Benjamin as a van is available on Hulu, but yep. only till uh, till next week. So that was, that's worthless. <laughs> okay well that's exciting
2: still uh thank you very much for coming out to uh here to help the podcast uh, i'd like to thank our panel dan mccoy nick Bodera, and leo allen uh and i'd like to thank the audience for coming out if we do this show every sunday at 6 p.m it's uh the panel's always different it's always gonna be fun i hope you guys will come back another time huh yeah, fun. Absolutely. Yes. Thank you. I had a great time. Uh, we the first episode is up again. It's www.heretohelppodcast.com, and I want to just give a quick shout out to uh, Steve Dressler for j- designing our logo for the show, and I also like to give a quick shout out for Chris Quinn who did the theme song for the show too. Uh, they thought they did great jobs, and have a very good night, and uh, <laughs> take it easy. Uh, Have a great night. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This has been Here to Help, hosted by Indy Rocco. Today's guests were Leo Allen, Dan McCoy, and
2: Nick
1: Matarot. This show is directed by John Robert Wilson. Today's episode was recorded on September 25th, 2011. For more information, go to heretohelppodcast.com. This show is recorded weekly at UCB East in New York City.